0: podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk I want to just ask a few questions today um, and see if uh, you've come up with a a similar bunch of answers to, to where I was. And the first thing I want to say, is, is information um, in this day and age that we live is at our fingertips. We live in an age of the smartphone. So we're forever bombarded with all sorts of information good, bad and ugly. We're absolutely in the midst constantly, with our phone, perhaps in our pocket. We're bombarded with these news alerts and information on all sorts of media platforms that is right there, right at our fingertips. The truth is, as well, is not all of it is real. Some of the information that we get is not real at all. Now, I don't want to sound like um, an outgoing US president that you may well know, But not everything (laughs) that we see, not everything that we hear, not everything that we read is actually fact. Not all the information is good information. It's sad, isn't it, that people purposefully put out bogus information so that people are tripped up by it or are led down a path that they should never really have gone down. It's hard, isn't it, that people... To think that people would try and devalue the truth or in some way undermine the truth by spreading the lies. Now I'm sure, because we're smart, that we're all aware of this bad information. Certain platforms, um, social media perhaps, are more susceptible to this kind of thing. And I'm sure we've gained certain filters around that with our minds and our hearts. You know, think about your uh, your email inbox. You've got certain filters that send things to your spam folder or they send it to your primary folder. The folder that you want to read, the the stuff that's important, the information that you actually need. And then there's the the other place for all the junk. Maybe it's a good idea to think about that with our heart, that we have a place where the good stuff goes and we have a place that's junk. We don't want it, we don't need it, so we send it elsewhere. The question really, our first real question, is what about our heart? What about our hearts position and all that's coming into our heart, how do we deal with that on a day-to-day basis? During any given week, we have good days and we have better days. And the truth as well is that weeks turn into, days turn into weeks, sorry, weeks turn into months and well months just roll on by. And before you know it, it's nearly Christmas. And if we're not careful and we don't have our filter on, we're not guarding our heart. Well, then it can get full of junk. Spam gets in there. The junk gets in there and we can find ourselves wading through each day, struggling to keep our head above the water. Perhaps you find yourself in that position at the minute. Perhaps you've experienced it in the past. I would probably argue that all of us at some point in our lives go through these things. So much is down to what we are listening to, what we're reading, the information that's getting into ourselves, the things that we're allowing into our heart. And that really forms my title for today is this, be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you listen to. There's a wonderful piece of scripture to teach us around this, So you don't have to take my word for it today. Let's take the word for it today and let's find out what the word has got to say to us and our heart's position. And we find that in Mark chapter five, and it's a sizable chunk. We're going to go from verse 21 all the way through to 43. But it's important that we get it all because the context for all of this is is crucial, Um, as always with scripture. I've got my Bible here in front of me um, and I'm just going to read this for you. It'll be up on the screen, God willing. Um, but let's uh, read it together and let's uh, just see where this passage takes us and let's listen to what it's got to say, but allow the Lord to speak into our heart as we go through these moments together. So chapter five of Mark, verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by a boat to the other side of the lake, A large crowd gathered round him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He he pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed round him. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue synagogue leader, you remember? Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. Believe. He took a bite of her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. And we pray the Lord, as always, might bless the reading of his word. It's an incredible account. It's recorded for us here so that we can see and understand the whole situation that's going off. People are following Jesus. He's only just landed from the boat and now people are crowding around him. And as they're crowding around him, Jairus, one of the synagogue leaders, comes to him to ask that Jesus might come and help him because his daughter is severely ill to the point of death. And Jesus makes headway to go to Jairus's house But as he does that on the way to Jairus's house, a lady who knows that Jesus can help with an issue that nobody could help with. She thought, if I just touch his cloak, then I'll be freed. I'll be I'll be healed from this suffering that I've experienced for so long, for 12 years. And she does just that. She gets to Jesus. She touches his cloak when all the crowd is around. All the crowd are pushing and shoving. All the crowd are pressed together. Jesus knows that somebody has touched him and power has gone from him. And the woman has touched her healer and her healer has set her free. In all of this commotion then, hopefully you're still with me, in all of this commotion then, Jesus knows that power has gone from him. Remember, he's making headway to Jairus' house, but now he's halted. He's stopped in his tracks. He stops and he asks, who touched me? The disciples are like, a lot of people, Jesus. No, somebody's touched me because power's gone from me. Who touched me? Knowing then that there was no way she could escape unnoticed. The woman comes to Jesus and because of all that's happened to her in just a few moments her heart pours out to him. She explains the position that she's been in. She explains that she's now been freed from this this illness that she's had, this bleeding that she's had for 12 long years that nobody could saw. And Jesus said your faith has healed you, your faith has made you well. An incredible moment for the woman. But think about this. Jairus has gone to the same place to get the same help. He wants to have his daughter healed. He's gone to the right place. He's gone to Jesus. And now Jesus has been sidetracked by this woman. This woman who wants healing. But I, Jairus is like, look, I'm here Because my daughter is dying. Jesus, don't stop. Don't wait. We don't have a moment to spare. She's dying. I have no hope other than you, Jesus, please. And in these moments of commotion and hustle and bustle and all that's now ensuing in these minutes, Jairus gets news. It's heartbreaking news. It's news that is like no other. They come to him, people who have just spent time in the house with the family, with his daughter. And they let him know that his daughter has died. We see that in verse 35. You can only imagine the man's emotions. But Jesus, in amongst all that's going off, doesn't miss what they say. He hears what they say to him. Jesus hears them tell him that his daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. And Jesus turns to Jairus and says to him, verse 36, don't be afraid, just believe. Don't be afraid, just believe. Now, they're words for us today, aren't they, in 2020? Don't be afraid, just believe. Are we listening? Don't be afraid, just believe. Here then is our next question. The man has a choice to make. He chooses maybe to listen to those that have been in the house, that have been with his daughter, that have seen what's just happened, who have told him that your daughter is dead, don't bother the teacher anymore. He could choose to listen to them. He could turn around and he could walk away. Or because Jesus has heard what they've said, Jesus has now given the right choice to make and has said to him, don't doubt, just believe. In these moments then, the man chooses, thankfully, Jesus. He chooses hope. He chooses love. He chooses life. And he chooses Jesus. He doesn't listen to those that are giving information. He doesn't listen to it because he knows that there is one in front of him who is bigger. He knows that there's one in front of him that is greater. He knows there is one in front of him who can do the impossible. And he chooses to listen to Jesus who says to him, do not doubt, just believe. Do not be afraid, just believe. The man thankfully chooses Jesus and heads back home with him and three of the disciples. And we see that in verse 37. When they get there, understandably, it's utter chaos, utter chaos. There is a commotion, there is noise that is deafening of of people heartbroken over this little girl, this little girl who has now lost her life, this little girl who has suffered and has now died and there is heartbreak and there is noise and there is commotion and it's a desperate situation. We see it in verse 38 and 39. And it simply says, when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? That's an odd question, isn't it? Well, but listen to what he says. The child is not dead, but asleep. Now that is a statement, isn't it? Why all this commotion? The child's not dead, but asleep. Now they've seen this girl suffer and they've seen this girl die. They know full well that she is dead. They have made sure of the fact, so much so that they sent people to tell her father, your daughter's dead. And Jesus says, no, 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 you see, because we're not being afraid. We're believing. And Jesus says, No, she's not dead. She's just asleep. Now listen to the noise that ensues from this. It says in verse 40 40, but they laughed at him. But they laughed at him. The the noise of wailing and crying turns into almost hysteria, which turns into laughter. This guy saying that the girl is just asleep. We know she's dead. We've seen her suffer. We've seen her die. And he's saying she's just asleep. You can imagine what was being said. Get this guy out of here. Get rid of him. He's not helping the situation. He's only making things worse. They laughed at Jesus. He was bringing hope. He was bringing good news. He was bringing life. Yet all they could do was laugh at him. That pings something inside of me. Because we live in a world, don't we, that is so full of noise. And the good news of the gospel is that we have life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And all that he has done for each one of us on the cross And so much of the world, so much of humanity has decided to mock and sneer and laugh and have missed the hope and the life that Jesus can bring. Jesus delivers here news, life-giving news. The child is not dead, but all they do is laugh. You know, so much is going off right now. So much is happening. Just keeping our head above the water is a a day-to-day difficulty. I know that just like you do. We hear so much, we see so much, and I know, like you, that life is not easy. But when we see the word like this today, We see that we can have peace. We see that we can have hope. We see that we can have life. And it hangs on who we are listening to. It hangs on who we are listening to. The enemy is trying desperately to cause chaos and to wreak havoc. He's trying desperately to cause heartache and devastation. But my Bible tells me that he is a defeated foe. He is a defeated foe. He's a liar running out of breath. And we will not let him have a say, have a victory today. We won't allow it. We're not having it. We say no. Why? Well, because we stand on the right side. We stand on the winning side. We stand alongside the Lord Jesus Christ, who has defeated sin and death, and he has won. He has the victory. So I stand there. So I say to the enemy, we can say to the enemy today, not today. It is not happening. I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't need the bad information. I don't need my inbox being full of junk. I don't need my heart being full of lies. I want it gone. And we tell the enemy, not today. Jesus has won. Love has won. Death has been defeated. Sin has been conquered and dealt with on the cross. This church is the power of the cross that we have victory in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does Jesus do with this laughing, ridiculing crowd that stands around him now that have gone from weeping and wailing and are now laughing because Jesus has said that she is not dead. She is asleep. Oh, this is teaching here in the word today. What does he do? He says after the next verse line on, but they laughed at him. It says after he put them on all out. What did he do with the noise and the lies and the laughter and the ridicule, all of the bogus information? What did he do? He picked it up and he put it out. Do not want it, do not need it. This is not the moment for it, because now is about time for victory. Now is about time for this little girl to get life. And he puts out the noise. He puts out all that was going to cause a problem. Church, listen, the Bible is really clear to us today. We have to guard our heart. We have to guard our heart. Don't let it in. Don't let it in the room. Don't want it. We don't need it. We don't want it anywhere near. So shut it out. That is what we have to do. Let the enemy know, not today. We have filtered straight to junk. We are not interested. Jesus puts them out and he speaks to the little girl. He says, Talitha koum, which, say, which uh, when translated means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Even the dead can hear the voice of Jesus. Write that down. Even the dead can hear the voice of Jesus. The little girl gets up. Of course she does. She could do nothing else. The author of life has told her to get up. What are you going to do? Get up. The author of life has told her to get up and that's exactly what she does. The question then, our final one for today, is what about you? What about you? He's calling your name. The Bible tells us that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. You have that calling on your life today. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to heed the call? Are you going to listen? Are you going to step from death to life? Are you going to say, enemy, no more? I say, no, not today. Are you going to do that? Are you going to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you going to put the noise out? Are you going to accept life? This is the things, these are the things that we have to choose. And now we have the choice and we can put out the bad stuff. We can put out the enemy because the Lord Jesus Christ is calling your name today. Put out the rubbish and let Jesus in. Put out the rubbish and let Jesus in. Don't waste another moment. Don't give the enemy space. Fill your heart with the word. Fill your heart with worship. Fill your heart with life and love from the one who has won. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy. Lord, as we have just seen in your word today, as you brought life to that little girl, as Jairus chose to have hope in you, chose to have hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, and his hope was not misplaced. His hope was in the right place. He decided in those moments that he was not going to be afraid, that he was just going to believe. And he was going to trust that the Lord Jesus Christ could bring life and life eternal. And Father, we just want to thank you for that. And we pray, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit might move, that lives might be changed today. Father, you would just give us a hope and a, a passion and a desire to push on for you. Father, to filter out the rubbish and to focus on what's important, to immerse ourselves in the word and worship you. Father, we just pray that you would just have your hand upon us. Speak into lives today. Help us, strengthen us, bless us, we ask. All of these things we bring before you in the name of the precious Son of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.